Welcome to Disruptive CEO Nation, where company founders, entrepreneurs, and cutting-edge thinkers drop in from around the globe to share startup stories, insider insights, and hard-earned success lessons. Now, here's your host, a woman who mastered business by placing heels on the ground all over the world, having worked with and coached CEOs and senior leaders from over 90 countries, and who wants you to build your best business future, Allison K. Summers. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Disruptive CEO Nation. We are so grateful that you are here. We are heading over to Smithtown, New York, where we have a wonderful story of a company founder who is going to share with us the story about how you have to pivot and how you have to change and how your vision might not always go the way you want, but you can still make it successful. So with that, I would love to welcome to the program, Carolyn Barberite, who is the founder of Java Melts Flavored Sugar. So Carolyn, tell us more about who you are and what your product is. Hi, well, good morning. My name is Carolyn Barberite. And I am the founder of Java Melts Flavored Sugar. Uh, Java Melts Flavored Sugar uh, was uh, created from uh, my aha moment on Valentine's Day in 2016 when I was sitting down having a cup of coffee with my husband. He offered to go get me a specialty cup of coffee. And rather than have him go out on a cold morning in New York, I said we could just have coffee home, and I had my aha moment then. Java Melt flavored sugar is made with pure cane sugar and natural flavors. It comes in four delicious gourmet flavors, hazelnut, mocha, French vanilla, and caramel. And it's vegan, non-GMO, kosher, gluten-free, shelf-stable for three years, and absolutely aromatic and delicious. Well, we're going to talk through... One, how you broke into the food market. Um, and we're going to talk about how you bootstrap this company by yourself. And I know your story has two distinct parts. So I want to share that with our listeners up front, because I want to hear first about, you know, that initial push of your company. And then I'm also aware that, you know, COVID changed and transformed the way that you had to move forward with your vision. So why don't we start back with, because I don't think, necessarily breaking into the food market is it's not a sure bet it's a very difficult thing so so tell us how you went um you know in in short snippets carolyn because it's only a 25 minute podcast you know the 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 development first of of the product the safety development and how you first went to market with it sure so after i had um the idea of java melts flavored sugar my husband and i were very resourceful and we had a checklist of items um, for creating something, you know, uh, just from concept and bringing it to market. And um, we found a formulation company, we found a co-packer, we found a packaging company and design companies. And we decided we were going to launch a website. And then with the website, we would be able to um, attend trade shows, national trade shows, and um, introduce the product and see, you know, market it firsthand and see what the response would be. So in 2017, um, we launched our website in February. And in May of 2017, we attended our first national trade show at the Chicago Sweet and Snacks Expo. And, um, and we had a really great first response. What's important is uh, Java Melts was originally formulated and designed as individually wrapped 
flavored sugars, but in molded form. And mm -hmm. that's important to know because in order to make them, we didn't, we weren't automated at all. We were just starting out. We had to watch our money. So it was a very labor intensive product. Um, so our co-packer had a lot of men on it um, and women um, to produce them. So that's very important. So we started, you know, going to these trade shows and getting into like cost plus world market and local markets here on Long Island, Uncle Giuseppe's very, very fine um, um, supermarket chain and other spotted uh, key foods and whatnot. And I started winning national best product awards. Um, so in, you know, restaurant, uh, international restaurant and food service show, the coffee fest, uh, the CTW NAMA, like I was doing really well. And um, we had a combination of B2B and B2C business and the company was growing year after year. And then COVID hit <laughs> and changed everything. Well, before we go to COVID, I, I just have to say and acknowledge the first time you walked in the store and saw your products on the shelves, was that a selfie moment? Did you know? <laughs> it was, um, no, it was unbelievable to be honest because you have this idea and when, you know, other people embrace it and they are willing to give it a chance, especially when we first hit cost plus world market, it was a one-time specialty coffee. Um, I want to say like a, almost like a pop-up that they had for the holidays. And we were on the shelves with like national and global brands that uh, really to, to this day was really, truly incredible. So absolutely every time. And I would do tastings. So they would set me up locally here and I would do charity events and just the enormous positive response um, really is something that it just feeds you. It just feeds your energy. And so like, you wow. did that. You did that hustle. You did that financial investment because mm -hmm. like what you're describing, the, you know, the money that you have to put out for the formulation, for the co-packing, for the trade shows, you know, you're all out there. You're all into this product. And then, as you said, COVID hit. So take yes. us to the second part of the story. Okay. So it was um, in February of 2020, I had signed an NDA with a global coffee company to work on specific projects here in the United States in the office coffee sector. And I thought this was going to be it. This is my big break. Um, I'm going to become a national brand and uh, the awareness is going to be phenomenal. And I um, was so wrong. Uh, oh, because, oh, that's painful to hear you say that. <laughs> because in March, uh, we attended the Coffee Fest. Now, what year are we on now? This is in March of 2020. Okay. And we, we had a booth at the uh, Coffee Fest in New York at the Javits Center. And we knew COVID was coming. And we were warned that there was a good chance that the show wouldn't even take place. But we decided to, unfortunately, we, we did go, put ourselves in harm's way by being there. It was a big health risk. And we knew it at the time, but I was like, we have to do this show. I just felt so compelled to not, mm -hmm. to, 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 to take the opportunity. I'm like, if the booth is open, we're there. And we won our third national best product award. It was people's choice. And, you know, you have competitors there. You have Monin Syrup. You have, you know, maybe Coffee Mater International Delight. Like, 
we're up against, you know, the, the heavy hitters and we took our third award. We closed our booth and we made fabulous connections. And the next day, New York and the rest of the country started shutting down. Yes. And nobody was going to offices. Nobody was. I mean, it was just like a domino effect. So as this was happening, we realized that the office coffee market, which was the lowest hanging fruit, mm-hmm. was no longer going to be. So we knew right then and there that we had to pivot and we had to switch gears. But I feel like at that moment, as things started unraveling, it went from not so great to bad to really ugly. And what happened to us was we hired a marketing company to start reformulating and rebranding in the back end. But while this was all happening, we were trying to manufacture as much of the original Java melts as we could, the molded pieces. And we were scrambling to get them done so we would be could set us up for the third and fourth quarter so we could switch over to e-commerce. But what happened was I was sitting down at my computer in June and my first co-packer, I only had one at the time, sent me that Dear John letter and said, we can no longer, we're going out of business and we can no longer co-pack for you. You have to find another manufacturer. So I, I, I just sat there in total disbelief. And I thought to myself, I have a great relationship with them. I'm going to go back and ask for their help. So with that, they did help me source another co-packer. It was a stretch, but there were contingencies with the second co-packer. We had to um, you know, semi-automate. We had to buy pur- purchase equipment that we weren't really ready financially. And Carolyn, as I'm listening to your story, I just keep in the back of my head, you did not go seek outside investors. This oh, is your, not. this is your, I think this is the epitome of entrepreneurship. This is your personal home and, and financial livelihood on the line yep. for this, this product. Yep. Um, and, 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 and just everything like the rug just got pulled right out from under us. Uh, it was just, anyway, so we are like, okay, we're going to do what they want because without a co-packer, you cannot manufacture safely a food certified product. You just can't. Um, so we were like, okay, so we got them set up. We went upstate. We got, we were there a couple of times at the facility. They were all ready to go. Now, as this is happening, time is clicking away and COVID, the footprint of COVID is getting larger and larger and larger. Well, the second co-packer had a very large presence in the supermarket space and their primary business, their primary um, item that they were manufacturing, they were growing exponentially. So they had less and less time and less and less employees because people stopped going to work and people were getting sick and they were afraid. And so I get a second email and phone call saying that they can no longer manufacture for us because they're just too busy. And my product is labor intensive. They're like either come up with an automated way of doing this, or we can't do it for you. Now, as this all is happening, I was on Amazon And my Amazon store got shut down on us because we were erroneously affiliated with another marketplace that was uh, practicing, um, you know, some, you know, not so great business on Amazon. Shady business. So Amazon shut you down. 
So how did you straighten that now? Because you, oh my gosh, it took months. It took months. Because I, you're I, dead without Amazon, really. Anything. Your fulfillment well, my house. We, right. Well, my web, right. My website wasn't really performing greatly because um, with Amazon Prime, people want to try the product first. So they would buy one and twosies. They mm -hmm. wouldn't be buying in bulk. So I had a shipping contingency on my website to get the free shipping. You had to spend a certain amount of money. So Amazon was a necessary evil as a new company. And my website was doing okay, but it wasn't doing great because we had been putting marketing dollars and money into And there's no trade avenues. shows. There's, there's no, no, there's no trade there's shows no going out and no, getting in, in front of people. Absolutely not. Absolutely so, not. So here we are, you know, you had everything kind of, um, collapse after March of 2020. Oh. Here we are approaching the two-year mark after having to do a pivot and a reinvention, having yeah. problems with Amazon fulfillment, which I think is a different story that we don't have time to go into because yeah. we know so many people right now, it sounds good to like, yes, just use Amazon for your fulfillment. Um, and it's it's not, not all, um, you know, rainbows and unicorns um, necessarily working with Amazon. Um, so tell us on the upswing because you're still yes. standing here, you know, almost two years later, yep. you still have faith in your product. Oh my gosh. Yes. What did you do to, to retool and get, yep. get that upswing so that you're prepared to meet the market as it's all coming back? Yeah. So what we did was while this was all happening on the back end in the, in the background, uh, I was reformulating from a molded piece to a two granulated versions. So we have two, the first version we came up with, which was the easiest. I don't know if you can see this. This is the sugar packets. So we just, we met a new co-packer and I, even though it was during COVID, like a whole year later. So now we're in 2021 and we're like, okay, um, I'm sorry. We're in two, August of 2020. Sorry about that. And I meet a co-packer while this is all unraveling. And I say to him, can you, can you make me the flavored sugar in granulated version? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, can, can you make it so that it's all natural? I don't want any artificial anything because we had to put like cellulose gum into the molded pieces in order for them yeah. to adhere and keep the mold. We didn't have to do that anymore. So I met the most amazing, um, you know, I call them my partners because I just, I just adore them. And they were like, absolutely. So I, I for, reformulated, I repackaged and, um, you know, now we're pure cane sugar and only natural flavor and we're kosher certified. And I feel like, you know, out of the negative came a really big positive. So we launched, we decided to launch the sugar packets and see how they did. And we only came up with the two, two flavors at the time, caramel and French vanilla, my two biggest sellers, even to date. And I said, okay, you know, let's give it a go. So I decided that, um, you know, we were going to start getting back in the game and I was able to get uh, featured in Entrepreneur Magazine in March of 2021 for um, What's Your Side Hustle? Basically, because my company was unraveling, I was working for, my husband owns another company. I was working for his company to be able to afford all of these changes and not go out, you know, of business. Due and, to you know, Carolyn, when, you know, when I speak with entrepreneurs and 
and I catch entrepreneurs at all different stages of their company and their and their stories. And you know, when people talk about I sold everything I I own, or I love this story of these the, this group of guys in the Ukraine who they all sold. It was so sad. He's like, we sold all our hobbies. We sold our our skis and our cars and our bikes and our and we all moved into one apartment. Mm-hmm. And you think about that kind of commitment. And Carolyn, I I I know that you are. Um, a parent. I, I know your yeah. your daughters are older, but you know it's not an easy easy journey. You know you had to have your par- your husband, um, your spouse be a partner. I'm sure you had family members being like, eh, when when are you going to call it? Yeah, when, when you couldn't call it done. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. And it's funny because two of my daughters at the time throughout this journey, one had graduated college, but the other two were still in college. So they're watching me scramble and and shuffle and just, it's been crazy. So I was working tirelessly to a a full-time job. um, And I was also making all these adjustments to Java Melts in the the background, right? So we, I get featured in Entrepreneur Magazine in, in March and I start reposting on LinkedIn, which is an amazing forum. And we decide to go back on Amazon. So Amazon had no of my, none of my original product. It all got destroyed. That's a whole nother story. Oh, that's why I said Amazon in and of itself is a whole yeah, other story. It's a beast. It's yeah. a beast. But, but I am going to say, I'm, I'm very happy to be on Amazon. I think it's, it's, it, it, it's a good, it was a very good move for me to, to, to decide to go back on. And, and we're on today. I still have my website. I'm happy to operate on both platforms and other wholesale platforms as well um, online. But anyway, so that was March of uh, 2021. Then I started getting my mojo and we got really good feedback and people were buying the French vanilla and the caramel online. And I was like, okay, now we're going to introduce the two other flavors, the hazelnut and the mocha in the sugar packets and also introduce to the marketplace my absolute love is my one and a half pound granulated resealable pouch bag. And so for our listeners on the podcast, I can see Carolyn and she's holding up all her products and she's showing me everything. And so, um, so, so now you've gotten the company back to stable ground. Are you, are you a hundred percent working on this, this, this company today? Do you have any employees? Are you still managing it with um, a network of great partners. Okay. So in order to be operate this and not carry salaries, I hire independent contractors to work for me on an as needed basis. Mm -hmm. I do have people marketing for Amazon, people marketing in Google. I just hired a marketing company uh, to, to run Instagram and Facebook ads for us. But while this is all happening, I, again, you have to be literally I'm, I'm borrowing from Peter to pay Paul, right? So you have to watch every dollar. So the only way to do it is, yes, I have a co-packer. So they're hired. I have marketing people. They're hired. I have social media help and photographers, food food photographers and videographers. But I, I do it very almost like I have my last dollar in my hand. And how am I going to You can spend only spend every dollar again? once. It's, Absolutely. And it's, and it's not what it costs you. It's what it gains you. And if it's Absolutely. not going to gain you enough, don't Absolutely. spend the dollar. Absolutely. And the, my saving grace was we were originally going off to uh, Java Melt's flavored sugar was formulated for coffee, tea, 
um, cappuccino, you know, lattes, maybe some protein shakes or oatmeal. But now with the granulated version, why it's so remarkable is it's great for coffee, tea, baking, artisan cocktails, and more. So now there are no limits. You could make flavored pancakes, flavored whipped creams. I love the idea of artisan cocktails, I must say. Oh my gosh. The best espresso martini you'll ever have is sugar rimmed with a Java Melt sugar rim glass. We add Well, Java Carolyn, we should have recipe. opened with that. That's where we should have opened. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so yes. So yeah, we're back in the game. Proud to say in August of 2021, I won my fourth National Best Product Award. And in November of 2021, I aired on USA Network's Joy Mangano's America's Big Deal. So we are just, we're, we're, we're back. We're here to stay. The product is moving. And I am honored and grateful to be here today to share my my story and and just motivate and inspire others to to not give up when when it gets tough. Yeah, and to our listeners, I I promised you there was this this really interesting story and I I I still I I guess I want to ask you are you going to keep this as a family business or do you do you see a point where you're going to seek outside investors so that you can scale faster? Where do you think you're going to go? Well, uh, even, I mean, to be honest, it is a family business. If I need help um, on the back end with, with anything, my girls are uh, Danielle Kelly and Jessica are 29, 27 and 25 now, and they all have their own jobs, but they would absolutely love when I can afford to, to come on and be employees of the company. Um, So you know, even if you bring in investors to scale, which is absolutely a consideration, um, they could still be a part of it. It could still be a family business. You don't have to give up. You know, I'm a one certified woman owns minority um, company. Mm-hmm. So uh, as long as I keep, hold on to 51% of the company, um, it's it's still my baby. And I'm proud to say I, I own 98% of my company. That's impressive. And I, and I think this is where I want to say to our listeners, I talk to, again, entrepreneurs at all different stages of their lives all over the world. Um, you know, it's always great to hear the story of that entrepreneur that started their first business at 16 or 18 or whatever. But, you know, Carolyn, I, I, I want to um, applaud you because you started your first, you started this business after you were done raising kids and after you were, and you've taken from an idea in the kitchen to what it is today. I, we, these interviews go fast. We need to close out. I just have a, I want to ask you, can you share any insights? You know, your story had a lot of lows to it. How did you keep yourself motivated? What helped you say, I'm not giving up. There's, there's a place for my my business. Yeah. Well, I think we had, we did have a lot of successes and we were growing before COVID. So I just dug my heels in and I said, you know, when things get tough with your children, okay, so I'm a mom and I did raise my children and things aren't always easy with raising a family. And you always have to be um, willing and able to pivot and adjust and make things work and problem solve. So I feel 
that Java Melts is my fourth baby. So why would I, I would never give up, never dream of giving up on my children. Why would I give up on Java Melts flavored sugar? I just had to hang in there and I had to take a deep breath and I know I was challenged, but I think you, when things get tough, you have to not concentrate on the negative, but you have to go where the positive is. So whatever is working and whatever will work for you, double down on it, triple down on it. Don't give up, but don't waste any energy or time on what was. Just focus on what needs to be to make the business whole again. I appreciate that. So don't focus on what was, focus on what it needs to be. I I think that is a perfect gem to close out this interview on. Carolyn, you've shared a lot of great things. I mean, we want to direct people to your product, you know, that hopefully our listeners will say, this is something I want to try. But if somebody else is interested in this space or is interested in contacting you about your story, how should they best go about reaching out to you? Yes. So I'm on, I have a really great presence on LinkedIn Um, and if they want to connect with me on the business forum on LinkedIn, that would be fabulous. I, 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 I mean, that's how we met. Um, so, and this got this amazing opportunity, but, um, you know, I, I, I I responded to an inquiry from Harrow and how Mm -hmm. I found out about Harrow reporter was on LinkedIn. So let me just preface it by saying that, but also they can go to my website. They can send me Um, you know, try to contact me that way. If they have any questions or concerns, I'm happy to help and schedule some type of a meeting. I am a woman-owned company. I am a small business and I always believe in in paying, paying it forward. A lot of people, successful people, people like you have rallied around me and my story and, um, you know, it, it takes it, you know, there's no I in team. It, it takes a village. So I'm, I'm happy to, be able to try to help in any way I can. And well, Carolyn, people. thank you for sharing such an inspiring story. I want to encourage everybody to go check out Java Melt. And absolutely, I am a huge believer of LinkedIn and business networking. You never know who you're going to need to ask a question of in the future. So Carolyn, again, thank you for being a guest. To our listeners, if Carolyn said something that you think would interest somebody else or that somebody else needs to hear, pass along a copy of this episode. Also, we do appreciate reviews on Podchaser and other places. If there is a wonderful company founder entrepreneur that you think we need to talk to, send me a note at connect at allisonk.com. Until then, keep your eye on the future and always be disruptive. Carolyn, thank you so much again. Thank you and have a great day, everybody. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.